our reading today is from the book of First um, Samuel chapter 2 from verse 1 to 11. Hannah's prayer. First Samuel chapter 2 from verse 1 to 11. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the name, in the Lord, my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you there. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumble are armed with strength. Those who are full hire themselves out for food, but those who are hungry are hungry no more. So who, uh, she who was barren has borne seven children, but she who had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servant, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven, the Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. And that is the word of God. And to pray for our speaker today uh, is my lovely friend, uh, Mrs. Mutamba Karibu Sana. Uh, and I want to invite Pastor Evans to kindly come. Uh, if you can just come and pray for our preacher today. I don't know if there is anything else that uh, Pastor would want to say as he has introduces you. You know, there are those other details. Karibu sana, you are free to do that. Bwana Yesu asifiwe. Praise Jesus. I love Kiswahili because sometimes it's like the heart language. And when you express it, you feel like, yes. Uh, I want to thank God for this day, for the opportunity to worship with us. Uh, this is a lovely place to be. Um, I've just enjoyed the worship. And I know the Lord is in the house. He's here to minister to each one of us. As we open our hearts to him, he will minister to us. With us is our youngest daughter, Joy. Joy, can you wave? Yes, that is joy. We, we, we thank God. We, we are blessed with three children and we're able to come with joy. I know the Lord will minister to us. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you this morning. We honor you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your love of our lives. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. And Lord God, even as we sit here, 
just to hear your word. I want to commit your servant in your able hands. How I pray that King of Glory, you use him as your mouthpiece. Your anointing is resting upon his mind and his utterances. That Lord, even as he shares your word, will you minister to him and to us? Will you, Lord, just move in your own way? Because, Lord, you do things that no man can do. Will you just confirm this to us as we listen, as we sit at your feet? Holy Spirit of God, take control of everything. And, Lord, may we receive from you because we are here eagerly waiting for you. And so, Lord, we thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Bless. Uh, thank you so much, uh, my dear wife, Christine, even for accepting to come together with me today. Uh, and Pastor Kasim, it's an honor to be here. I thank you so much to give your family. I, I realize I'm aging, and I'm aging pretty fast. Um, Some time back when I will go to any place, it will be all of us. Uh, all of us, we are five. Uh, then one said to remain, said, Dad, you can go. I'm okay being wherever I am. With the time, now, today, officially, another one joined the brother and said, Dad, we, I'm okay. You, you can, but I'm okay. And so um, that's an indication. And I appreciate. As uh, Pasarina has mentioned, really, I've always looked at uh, Pasarina as my small sister. As this morning, as we come together to worship the Lord, the Lord has been ministering to me this passage of scripture that we have read. And I'm very optimistic that he will minister to you. Of Hannah. And, uh, this uh, really doesn't make a lot of sense unless you capture what's happening in chapter 1. In chapter 1, the distress that Hannah um, uh, from the mentioning it looks like Hannah was the first wife because it is Hannah and Penina and so kind of she's not able to get a child or so children she's not able to get children and I think uh, Elkanah's patience wears out. And he looks for a quick fix. And so gets Penina. And this Penina who was meant to bring encouragement in the family, she just does the opposite. She becomes a tormentor together with her children in the life of Hannah. And at this point, Hannah has nowhere else to turn to but to God. As much as we hear Elkanah saying that he is worth ten sons to her, um, and, and, and so she shouldn't be uh, so much distressed. And, uh, and, and, and so she, she's kind of distressed. And instead of complaining to Elkanah for so long, she decides to focus on God. And she pours her heart. 
before the Lord. And it is within that context that now we find ourselves in chapter number two. God having hearkened to her prayer. And as we look at the subject of giving birth by prayer, there are three things that I want to consider. But before I share them, allow me to mention two things. Because today we're looking at prayer and giving. There's a relationship between prayer and giving. And so, this man also, Charles, says, prayer is an exercise of drawing on the grace of God. Prayer is an exercise of drawing grace from God. And Calvin College says, no person was ever honored for what he received He was honored for what he gave. No person is ever honored for what he or she receives, but honored by what they give. And so I want to share with us three things. One, desperate for God, giving part by prayer. One is being desperate for God. Being desperate for God. Number two. Is being. Is demonstrated. Demonstration of God's power. Demonstration of God's power. And number three. Dedication to God. Desperate for God. Demonstration of God's power and dedication to God. When you talk of being desperate for God, it simply means having an extreme need of Him. When we say somebody's desperate, it means the person has an intense and overwhelming need of something. And sometimes it can swing to the negative side being hopeless and that aspect of despairing. And we see this happening in the life of Hannah. When you look at chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, she says, not so, my Lord, responding to Eli, who was reprimanding her for demonstrating openly being drunk. And she says, not so, my Lord, I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take me. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of great anguish and great grief of my soul. So, Hannah is in anguish of soul. She is overwhelmed by this need of a child. Having been tortured and tormented, being laughed at by Penina and her children. And so out of anguish, she pours out her soul to the Lord. 
And in chapter 2, she describes her state that she was in in chapter 1 as that of being stumbled. That of being hungry. And she openly confesses of being barren. Now, barrenness can be a challenge. Not having a child can be quite a challenge, especially when you so much need. I have two of my sisters. My eldest stepsister who passed on I think two years ago. She passed on at the age of 72. She passed on without a child. And I remember when she passed on, my stepmother saying, please do not leave her body to bury it anywhere else. Bring back home the body of my child. I want to bury my child. Because she has no one to bury her. My sister who follows me, she got a child, a baby, and the baby passed on. And ever since, my sister has never gotten a child. And sometimes she is so desperate. Sometimes you don't know even how to talk about the issue of children within that setup. When you're having communication, you don't know whether you stumble her when you talk about your child or you not. And it can be an awkward state. And this, the situation for Hannah, she was quite overwhelmed. But it's not just Hannah who was in this state of despair. We see David, when he had made a mistake of counting the men of war, something that was forbidden of Israel to do, And he goes ahead and counts them. And as a result, God sends a message through his prophet God to tell him to choose one of the three things. And David makes this statement in 2 Samuel chapter 24 verse 14. I am in deep distress. Let us not fall in the hands of the... Let us fall in the hands... Of the Lord, for his mercy is great, but do not let us fall in the hands of men. Is being overwhelmed by a state, by a situation, by a need, and you, as a wise person, you turn to the Lord because you know his mercies are great. He is kind and gracious. He can intervene when we are desperate and overwhelmed. And this word is spoken by Jesus. Without me, you can do nothing. In other words, Jesus saying, learn to be in need of me every time. Because if you cease to do so, you will actually achieve and accomplish nothing. That's why Paul says, pray without ceasing. Because we are always surrounded by things and these things can only be managed, be handled, be solved 
when we call on his name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous call unto it, and they are safe. And King Joshua knew that so well when he was approached by a mighty army of many nations, an army that he could not counter. And in verse 12 of chapter 20, Second Chronicles, King Joshua says this, Oh, our God, will you not charge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that's attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. My friends, many times we are faced with challenges and corona is a real reality that all of us are facing. And we can turn to God like King Joshua in prayer and say, Lord, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are fixed on you. Prayer is basically fixing our eyes upon the Lord and depending on him and him alone. Knowing our help does not come from east or west, from the hills or the valleys, but him. He is our present help in time of need. And friends, God is good and gracious because when we are desperate for him, and we run to him. He does demonstrate his power and grace in our lives and our behalf. He displays his power and his ability. He comes to our rescue and intervention. And that's exactly what he did for this lady by the name Hannah. She was visited by God. In verse 19 of chapter 1 and 20, it records, Early the next morning they arose and worshipped before the Lord and then went back to their home at Rama. Elkanah made love to his wife Hannah and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of the time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked of the Lord. Because I asked of the Lord. Seek and you'll find. Ask and shall be given to you. Knock and the door shall be opened. This is a biblical principle that when we seek the Lord and pray to him, he will display his power by coming to our rescue. This woman who was despised and rejected by the co-wife and the stepchildren, the Lord came to her rescue. He came to help her. When she prayed, the Lord answered. And when he answered, she sings now a song in chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. And she says, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. 
My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There's none, there's no one holy like the Lord. There's no one besides you. There's no rock like our God. It's a moment of rejoicing because the Lord has demonstrated his power and grace in our lives and on our behalf. He has shown that he hears the weak and comes to intervene. In verse 4 and verse 8, the display of God's power on behalf of the weak. And this is what Hannah says. The bow the warriors are broken, but those who stumbled are armed with strength. In verse 5, those who are full hire themselves out for food, but the hungry, but those who are hungry hunger no more. She who was barren has borne seven children, but she who has had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes life alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth he humbles and exalts. He raises the poor and the dust uh, from the dust and lifts the need from the needy from the heap. He sets them to sit with princes and inherit the throne. That is God. When He displaces power and grace, He wipes away your shame, your sorrow. You are ashes. He lifts you up and fills your heart with a song. With a song of praise because he has fought your battle and has given you victory. You are left with nothing but to praise his great name. A few days ago, I was sharing with one of our pastors. And as we are talking, quite a number of us suffered from corona. I am one of them, together with my wife and our children. And um, and you know, it sometimes you you don't know what to do, especially in the evening and the early in the morning. You just don't know. Whether you'll pull through. And at the tail end of it, you begin feeling normal. You begin testing again. You begin smelling the sweet aroma of food. Say, wow, the Lord has rescued my life. And so I count myself, Evans, count my wife, Christy, count my Son Favor, who was also sick of Corona, can my child Lavin and Joy, and say, "Oh, and the army came back, was counted, and none was missing." That's God. When you begin counting what God has done, you cannot keep quiet but praise His great name because He has displayed your power, His power on your behalf, and has fought your battle. 
I remember the first time we got to Corona Scare. It was last year, the month of April, when uh, one of the members passed on, and we had gone to hospital in ICU to pray with him. And then we were sent a message from the hospital. Don't leave your home until we verify that this is not corona case. It was six in the evening. All of us developed the symptoms. We started coughing. Things became tasteless just by that message alone. And the clock stopped moving. It took almost a year between six and midday the following day because things were not just moving. And when we got the message that you are free to go out because he is not a victim of corona, we, we feel, wow, so God you have delivered us. But we also didn't know how to behave. This is a bereaved family. And us, we are feeling happy that we are not having corona. It was an awkward situation, but we just praise God because he delivered us. That's what God does when he moves. And what should be our response? What was Hannah's response? Dedication to the Lord. She gave herself and that gift of a baby boy and the bulls and the other offerings. She just took them to the Lord because she remembered what the Lord had done for her. When you look at verse number 24 to 28, the Bible says this, after he was wind, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah flower, and skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the, when the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, pardon me. My Lord, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood before here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me. I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for, he, for his whole life. He shall be given over to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord you can imagine you've been looking for this child, for the baby, as long as you can remember. And then the Lord gives the baby. And once the baby's wind is taken to the Lord, all that you have, giving it back to the Lord. It's a moving thing. And Paul asked this question. What do you have that you are not given? What do you have that you did not receive? 
We are who we are. We are what we are today because of the doing of the Lord. We are the product of his intervention, the demonstration of his power, of his mercy and grace in our lives. We belong to him with everything that we have. And at that point, this man by the name David, when he's offered the threshing floor to make an altar for the Lord by Aruana, for free, David makes this profound statement. No, but I will buy it from you for a price. I will not offer burnt offering to the Lord my God that which cost me nothing. He is remembering how the Lord initially was to kill people for three days. But only in one day, the Lord has shown mercy. He has spared the whole nation. And David remembers the mercies of God. And he says, if it were not the Lord, the enemy would have followed me alive. And he says, I will not offer him that which costs me nothing. And Psalm 16, this question is posed to us as I welcome our lead pastor. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me when I prayed he answered. When I asked, he came through. I have what I have because of the Lord. Pastor Kasim. Let's give a clap unto the Lord for his doing. What a wonderful sermon we have received this morning. Thank you, Reverend Mutamba and Christine. So what is your take as we go home? One thing for me, that the Holy Spirit is uh, revealing to me as pastor, Explain the story of this madam, Anna. This is the revelation. This is what I'm getting, of course. That Anna prayed. She prayed fervently only to give. That she had giving. This giving was birthed in prayer. She received only to give. She prayed so earnestly, so much, so that what she receives, she may give. And it is not different from God. Because God only gave so that he can take back. He gave us Jesus so that he can take him back to be with him. And so that as we, he takes him back, he also takes us who have been won by Christ. So Christ will give so that he can also take us back home. And so brothers and sisters, when we are praying, when we are listening in, in, in prayer, we should have that attitude of honor. Lord, give me and I will give it back to you. I never prayed for a car. A car just came. Someone begging me to take a Subaru, a very old Subaru. Please take it today before the Lord takes it away. And he gave me for free, and I did not know how to drive very well. After that, I discovered it was a very old uh, Subaru car. So there's a, very, there's a neighbor who, whose heart, I think, was not very good. Because, it, you know, the, the, 
the, the, the sound of the Subaru. So people used to hear that and say, I, whether either it's a portion meal or the pastor's car. Now, at that point, I started praying for a car. That time now that I've known that a car is sweet, I started praying. And when I prayed, I just prayed for a car. I discovered that I prayed for a car for myself, so I got another small car. But then I changed the prayer. I said, God, now give me a bigger car so that I can actually help people because I discovered many people were stopping me for a lift because I lived. We did not have many cars. Now I got myself into trouble as I pray that God give me so that I can give it back to you. Because in the cars, then the Lord gave me huge cars. Uh, he actually started blessing me with a huge car. But that, those huge cars, in those cars, several women have given birth there. Some of them, um, of course, I had to become a midwife. And, um, and of course, Lucia is here as a witness. Because the car could accommodate more people in the boot, others uh, the pickup. And I remember in the car, the huge car that the Lord gave me, one of them died there. In another instance, one of them only almost died 10 minutes we got to the hospital because I could take several people in a road accident. And I discovered that then all I have is for God. And I never cared that it is a nice car. A dirty, a dirty person with full of, full of mud cannot get into the car. I discover the Lord has given me so that I can give. Therefore, as you pray listening, receive so that you can give like Anna did. But Christ has given us such indescribable gift. Therefore, believer, just like Anna, pray listening to what God is asking Saying like uh, also um, um, Samuel himself, listen, because your servant, I mean, uh, speak because your servant is listening. But we will never be able to outgive God who gives us freely. Let me do something here without notice. Let me ask Pastor Koti, Pastor Irene, Pastor Evans and Christine and Lucia, please just come here. Remain there, music team. And um, we have received Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, for his unspeakable gift, unthinkable gift, meaning too wonderful, inexpressible gift. A gift of the Son of God who has become our healer. These faces you see here, we have all gone through Corona. We have gone through Corona and recovered. Don't fear. Fear, fear not. Fear not. We have fully recovered and tested negative and negative again. We are fine. Don't take a step backwards. The Lord has healed us. Amen. All of us here. As families, them, they went through it. Together with everybody in the family. As we went through it, part of the family. I think them, you went through almost your, the entire family. And of course, uh, Pastor Koti's family. <laughs> and the Lord has healed us. We have received a gift of healing from the one who Paul describes. Unthinkable. Undescribable 
gift. And therefore, we also speak the same. I would like us to lift our hands even to the camera as we pray those for those who are suffering. My sister is right now in hospital, of course, um, are struggling, and we are trusting God you've been in prayer. Let's pray for her and everybody else in hospital this time who is suffering this. And we also impart the same healing, the grace of healing upon your life. Those that are sick, those that are suffering, we have received an indescribable gift. The one who cares for us, the one who is merciful, the one who heals, he sends his word and heals our diseases. Jesus Christ, you send your word and you heal our diseases. You have been our healer. You have healed our bones. You have healed our tendons. You have healed ourselves, our bodies from the blood. You have cleansed it. The same Lord who lives forever, yesterday, today, and forever will never change. We pray for the same healing upon your child in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that this body will be cleansed in Jesus' name. We pray that this heart which is sick will be cleansed and healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And therefore, may the healing of the Lord Jesus Christ come upon you. May you later say, this is the Lord's doing because of his faithfulness. We lift your needs before the Lord. We lift your personal needs before the Lord and the tears that you have. May the Lord wipe your tears. He knows them. He even stores them in a bottle and he knows your worry. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive this gift that has been given to us. In the name of God, who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen for this unthinkable gift. That uh, we pray together now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, dear beloved, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever, Lord. I pray that you will bless your children, even as they go home. The Lord, thy grace will suffice in their situations which we do not know. Even as we move into a tomorrow that we do not know. Even as we move into a Monday that we do not know. A Tuesday that we do not know and a Wednesday. Lord, may you reign there. We pray for your presence, Lord, and we pray for your protection. Lord, may you defend your own as they lift their hands before you. We submit to your defense. We submit to your protection. No weapon fashioned against us shall prosper. This is ours in Christ Jesus. We receive that promise. We take you at your word. You will be our refuge on Monday. You will be our fortress on Tuesday. You shall be our wonderful counselor on Wednesday. Whatever comes our way on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. May we come back bringing in the sheaves. Talking about your faithfulness. And therefore, Father, we come against every covenant made in hell. Every arrangement and agreement made in hell against our lives. We pull down those, uh, those uh, strongholds in the name of Jesus Christ. And every stronghold in our, in our lives, uh, the stronghold of their doubt, uh, the stronghold of uh, desperation and feeling of rejection that never goes away. When Christ, you have already set us free, we bring them down in Jesus' name. Cause us to obey you. Cause us to live in you. Cause us to come to the river of God. Cause us to drink of the river of God and cause us to live by the river of God because this is ours in Christ Jesus. So may the Lord watch over you and be your, your, your portion 
in the name of God is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's clap unto the Lord.